What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my goodness. Today, to celebrate the end of season one, I have a treat for you. As I'm sure you've noticed, each time I ask a guest these questions, our conversations go in wildly different directions. The same question might get Gia Tolentino wondering about her life's purpose, Ronan Farrow pursuing decades-old government secrets, or Stephen Fry thinking about Amazonian tree frogs. And while every guest thinks about these questions in a unique way, we don't always get to share every answer. For the sake of sharing episodes with you that aren't too long, we had to leave some memorable moments on the cutting room floor. So today, we're picking up those pieces In this episode, I will share with you a few of my favorite answers that weren't in the original episodes to help close out season one of Mini Questions. Think of them as deleted scenes, but don't worry. While season one is wrapping up and I'm off to film a couple of movies, Mini Questions will return for season two very soon. And please be sure to let me know in the comments or reviews if there are new guests you'd like to hear from. Now, Let's get into some of these deleted scenes. Here is today's show anchor, Hoda Kutby. What quality do you like least about yourself? I am two things that I wish I was less of. I'm super bossy, which is annoying to all. And I'm weirdly at the same time, I think I'm a pleaser. A bossy pleaser. A bossy pleaser? (laughs) Is that possible? 
I mean, my sister is like, okay, stop being so bossy. And I can't help it. Joel is, he just like watches me spin around and call all the shots. And he must be like, when it's all comes down, he's like, okay, now can we discuss? You, you're good. Okay. Let's have a conversation about it. And I think at the same time, like, I want to make people feel so comfortable that I sort of will turn myself into a pretzel to make sure they feel good. That's interesting. I feel like it's a very female experience that of turning yourself into a pretzel whilst also having to make shit happen. Yes. I mean, that's really it because I feel like I'm always trying to make the trains run on time and make sure we get where we need to get and do all the things we need to do. And at the same time, I find myself doing this. And it's so funny because the other day, I must say sorry a lot. I don't even realize it, but Hope, my two-year-old goes, sorry, mom, sorry. I'm like, oh God, you're two. What am I doing? And I hear my words coming out. And then I saw my daughter was playing with a little boy. What She said, Calvin, what did you have for lunch? And he said, grilled cheese. And he said, what did you have? And she said, same like you, but she didn't. And I was like, does this start now? What's happening? Yeah. I mean, is that in her? Like she's already trying to make him feel like I'm like you. And I thought it was weird. But at the same time, I was wondering, you know, I don't even know what I'm modeling half the time. I feel like I'm just living and maybe they see, I don't know. You have to just live though. I mean, I'm all for self-inquiry and, you know, being aware of like your behavior, but you simply cannot curate every second of what comes out of your mouth. I sort of wish I could, but it's just not possible. But that is interesting about same like you, because I remember doing that really young, particularly with boys, you know, as a identifying heterosexual cisgendered woman, I learned to please boys really, really young. Yeah, the bossy thing I'm trying to work on. I like the bossy. I think bossy's good. I think bossy should have another word. I think it should just be called excellent. Yeah. So, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Bossy's just like, I know what's supposed to happen. Just let me make it happen. Shut up and let me do it. Everybody, get out. Here we go. I just need open road and everything gets done. That's exactly right. I'm going to now say, Hoda. Oh, yeah, Hoda. Oh, isn't she a bit bossy? No, she's a bit excellent. <laughs> I like that. I'm stealing it. Okay, good. You can have it. Here is writer and global health advocate Chelsea Clinton. So, love, what relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? I love my parents. I was really close to my grandmother. Um, who passed away almost a decade ago. Mm. I spoke to her, at least tried to speak with her every day. Wow. I love my husband. We've known each other since we were kids and we were friends for more than a decade before we fell in love and, you know, got married and now have created kind of love and action in these three amazing beings that I just am so thankful I get to be their mom. And so for me, love is being able to love my children, to be able to care for them and hopefully make them laugh and uh, pick them up when they fall down, literally and metaphorically. 
teach them what's worth their tears and not. So when they just sort of trip and fall and they're okay, like not worth their tears versus like if they're actually bleeding, worth their tears. Or <laughs> for the older kids, when their baby brother like knocks down their magnetile tower, which happens, <laughs> you know, fairly frequently, like I get that that's totally frustrating, but not worth their tears versus like, you know, when they're missing their cousins and they haven't seen them for more than a year. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, they can cry about that. That's painful. That's a lot. And so that to me is love. And my daughter, Charlotte's obsessed with sharks and she wants to shave the sharks. And so we talk a lot about the environment and how, you know, love for ourselves and love for each other also has to, I think, be love for our planet. And she's six, but she can like carry out the cardboard recycling or at least, you know, with some help. And so like, I think all of that is love, like, you know, making them laugh, picking them up, teaching them to be good citizens. Yeah. And how to love. And how to love and, and how to love each other. I think especially like I was an only child. And so like how they love each other as siblings has also been a new experience for me because I didn't have any siblings growing up. My husband had 10 siblings. Um, so wow. thankfully he has a lot of experience to draw from. So all of that to me is love. I love that. This wonderful man called Mike Coots, who is one of the great environmental advocates for sharks. Oh, okay. He was a, a pro surfer who had the lower half of, I can't remember which leg it was, uh, bitten off by a shark. And he surfs now, he surfs still, but he is the most extraordinary advocate for these animals that changed his life definitively, but in a way that, I mean, it's it's a really interesting and beautiful exploration of the extraordinary spectrum of love and fear. It's, it's, it's really amazing. He has an Instagram that is quite beautiful um, and some videos that Charlotte might really like. Yeah, thank you. Because she's loved sharks now half her life. I mean, when she was three, we went to the New York Aquarium and she just became mesmerized by these animals and wanted to learn everything that she could about them. And thankfully, she had a wonderful preschool teacher who read her books about sharks. And then we kind of checked some books out from the library and then we bought more books. And she just really, you know, if you ask her what she wants to be when she grows up, she says she wants to be a shark scientist. Oh my gosh. And she's had the same answer. Whereas my four-year-old has like different, like he wants to be, a, he also wants to be a scientist, but the type of scientist he wants to be kind of changes every day. But for Charlotte, it really is like she, and I have no idea what she'll be when she grows up, but for now to have had this consistent passion and commitment and she talks to all of our family about sharks and she wants her cousins and her aunts and her uncles to know about sharks and to really appreciate them and not be scared about them and to know why they're the caretakers of the ocean. And, and why they're so fundamental to the cycle of the ocean. I mean, really genuinely. That's so amazing that she's identified this thing that is a figure of, you know, it has it has so much fear attached to it and they are they are genuinely such necessary, beautiful, extraordinary creatures. Yes. Yes. And, and just that I've already learned so much from her is so fun as a parent, right? That she's already taught me so much about, about sharks. That's amazing. Um, is, is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. 
People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Rowland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up, we have actor and director Coleman Domingo. Perhaps you could tell me in your life something that has grown out of a personal disaster. My, my, my writing, to be honest. The stories that I write and the plays that I write, I think a lot of times sort of document or touch on something that I've 
that I miss dearly, which is that little house in Philadelphia where I was raised, where I felt tethered with all this love and hope, that family unit that is no longer. Terrible tragedies. Because I lost my parents within six months of each other. It was one truly devastating year. Wow. But with that, I think I poured all my energy into my art and into my storytelling. Because I like to tell stories that are complex and about who we are. I think they're always trying to bring people together. They're always trying to show people the best parts of themselves, that they will get through something. I think it's also possibly for myself, to be honest, Hmm. to write it for someone else to actually get through that thing that you got through, but you know it was harrowing and you know that you could have fallen at any time. And that's the truth. I do look at my own own tragedies that I've had as, I guess, things that sounds weird, but things that, that were mine. Not that I needed, but they were mine. They were my things to cross. They were my gifts in some weird way. We don't want these gifts, but they are our gifts and we take them with us and we hopefully make them transformative. We show other people the way. The thing that many that I think I, I do recognize even more so, and I think we've been doing our work for a long time, is that it is work of the soul. And it's like you have to pour it all in there, all the tragedy, all the good times, all of it. And it's going to help you establish a new truth and the truth in creation. I know it's definitely the way I write the way I create, the way I create opportunities, not only for myself, but for others. It's because of the tragedy that I've had. I have a production company because I want to make sure people are taken care of. I feel like I don't leave it to everyone out there. I don't leave it to just writing a letter or getting upset about circumstance. I will create it. I will create the world that I think in the container that it should live in. And I don't know where I get that from. Again, I don't know where I get this from, where I feel like I think everything in my, my past would have set me up to feel like I didn't have agency in the world. But that's not the truth. I think it's my mother and the way she raised me, believing that I can make a difference, that although we've had, we had no money, but everything was available to me. I never believed that something wasn't available, whether it was love or money, access. I've always walked into a room believing that everything was available to me. And you just lead with love. You lead with grace. And it seems to, knock on wood, been working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an amazing thing, though, to not come at any of it from a point of view of paucity. And also to come at it from the idea that you can take things that are difficult and turn them into something else. I don't think alchemy gets a big enough shout out, frankly. Alchemy needs to get the biggest shout out in the world because it is transforming that. And it's always possible. Always. It's just up to you. It really is up to you in the way that you see it or what you choose to do with that fuel because it's all fuel, right? All of it. Every bit. This next question is from my conversation with actor Anna Faris. All right, love. So what, yeah. what question would you most like answered? It is tough to think about potentially dying without without understanding a larger picture, I suppose. I would love to be around for an extraterrestrial idea. For an interaction with an extraterrestrial. <laughs> I don't need to interact. I just need to see it on the news. <laughs> oh, you just, of course, because you don't want to. just wanted to happen in my lifetime. You just wanted to happen. I think I think that would be really fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. 
Minnie, what about you? Can I ask you? I mean, it's, I asked this question because I really am so, I'm so interested, but I realized that having asked it so much, because so many people, Ben, myself included, go, well, I, you know, I want to know what happens when we die. But really what it is, is I want to know how to talk to the dead people. <laughs> I really, I really feel like if what we're talking about is energetic frequencies and that, you know, our bodies are matter vibrating at a certain level that our optic nerves can perceive. And that if being dead is just being non-physical, I really want to know how we can, I just want to speed up our evolution in our advancement. I'd like to speed ahead and see if we've, we've developed these ways of dealing with the more subtle frequencies. Does that sound bananas? It sounds kind of bananas, but I mean, I think it's true. No, it, well. <laughs> well, <laughs> semi No, it bananas. doesn't sound bananas. It does, I mean, I'm getting to the age, and I know that you've experienced death of late, and I'm getting to the age where my friends and I, our parents are becoming ill, and we are thinking about these things in a, in a slightly different way. Um, but I love what you told me on my podcast. I think about that a lot. You said that grief is love amplified. amplified. It's an amplification of love. Yeah, it is. It is enormous and it is amazing. And it's kind of like the crone living in the scariest house on the block. Like everybody's frightened of her. Nobody wants to go in and talk to her. Nobody wants to be associated with her. But she really has so much wisdom and there is so much life in grief. It's a really funny thing. And there's a, there's regret too, I would imagine. Is there regret? Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. And you're, you know, when you start going through the litany of things that you wish you'd said or done differently, because you do, I don't know that it's regret exactly. It's more like you examine everything. You examine it almost like it's under a microscope. And then weirdly, the things that just don't need to be held onto anymore are the things that fall by the wayside. You keep shedding. I keep shedding layers of stuff that just was not interesting to keep alive when my mother herself was alive and things that we talked about. And now the things that I think about are almost like the distillation of what I loved about her and the distillation of our conversations and the things that she taught me. Because I, I feel like I look more like her. It's weird. It's because I feel like I'm inhabiting more of what she meant and felt. That's kind of an amazing I idea. Yeah, it's really weird. It happened the other day. Like I was looking in my rearview mirror and I caught sight of myself and I got a shock because I I looked like her. It was it was really it's really strange. I mean, I'm sure it's all part of the kind of the psychological journey. But I would I would love to know how we're going to evolve. I would love to know how human beings, like if we are actually going to develop more areas of our brain, if we are going to to evolve beyond the kind of the hideous sort of warmongering and all of the, the cruelty that just has seemed to be this back and forth of the haves and the have-nots and the powerful and the powerless, will that ever change? I don't know. I know. I have quite a lot of questions that I'd like answered, but I think you know. it feels it, it feels necessary. We'll probably have to go quite a long time into the future. Probably, and we'll our gender will we'll probably have to take over. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, probably. Oh, my God. It just feels exhausting having to be in charge. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Seriously? It's going to be a matriarchy? Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. I don't get enough sleep as it is. Jesus. Oh, Anna, you do it. No, you. No. Ah. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Roland and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top 
of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, here is former Prime Minister Tony Blair. I will ask you very quickly, because I know you have to go, what would be your last meal? You know, I could go sort of really good fish and chips reminds me of my youth, and I would love that. I like a really simple pasta. <laughs> it depends where my, if my last meal was... You can, have, you can have as many courses as you want as your last meal. Yeah, that's, so in that case, and it, provided we're not going to go into sort of La Grande Bouffe style... Um, <laughs> So I would like a whole array of different dishes, small, small amounts. Yeah, Japanese maybe. I don't know. But look, you know, in, in, I think if I knew it was my last meal, <laughs> I've got a feeling my thoughts would be elsewhere. They might. I, I could always, I could definitely consider my, my mortal coil and have an apple crumble, like a whole one. Yeah. could definitely think about spirituality and eat everything that you said. I'd eat all of that. And then roast chicken. Yeah, apple crumble. My mum used to make great apple crumble. Yeah. Mine too. It's my favourite pudding. It's free English, actually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you get good apples here. I mean, not to disparage America, but I've very rarely had really good apples. You can't find cooking apples in America either. Right. Rhubarb. Mm. Rhubarb crumble. That's good too. Well, there you have it, the deleted scenes of season one. In listening to all of these again, I started to think back on why I wanted to start doing this podcast. And I've been reflecting on whether I've accomplished a piece of what I set out to do. You've heard me say this before, but my mission with this podcast was to create a cultural anthology an investigation into the human experience, with each episode presenting a new guest, a new data point in this great experiment. And I'm not done. Many questions will return for season two, and I hope three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and on and on. One season does not a cultural anthology make. But I've gleaned an insight or two, and I hope you've been able to do the same. One I think about most often is whether you're a rock star performing for a stadium full of adoring fans or a correspondent reporting on climate change or a 12-year-old trying to go to school. A peaceful moment is usually a happy one. So I hope that until we chat again, you have many, many happy moments of peace. I also hope that you have a meal where you never get full and get to eat lots of oatmeal, fried chicken, chocolate mousse, and mashed potatoes without ketchup. In the meantime, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Driver Mini, and subscribe to Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to ensure that you'll be the first to know about our new episodes. I really thank you with all of my heart for having listened and gone on this journey with me. Um, it's been an amazing experience and I'm extremely grateful that I have the opportunity to do this and to share these conversations with you. Until next time, keep asking mini questions. 
I think you will find that whether your questions reveal similarities or differences, you will invariably foster connection. Because I found it is our questions, not our answers, that bring us together. Mini Questions is hosted and written by me, Mini Driver. Supervising producer, Aaron Kaufman. Producer, Morgan Lavoie. Research assistant, Marissa Brown. Original music, Sorry Baby, by Minnie Driver. Additional music by Aaron Kaufman. Executive produced by me, Minnie Driver. Special thanks to Jim Nicolay, Will Pearson, Addison O'Day, Lisa Castella and Anique Oppenheim at WKPR, Dela Pescador, Kate Driver and Jason Weinberg, and for constantly solicited tech support, Henry Driver. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Way basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Way with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Roland and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's up everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts